Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Okay, so today's title is I Can't Be Late. Okay, so let me just preface this, that when I was younger, uh, I had a lot of conditioned beliefs by my my primary caregivers, okay, um, that uh, what, what was on time. Uh, so it was drilled into me that if you're going to a sporting event, uh, you're going to school, you're going to a meeting, you're going to church, that if you walk in the door and it is time to start, like say your meeting's at 9 a.m. and it is time to start. You cannot be walking in the door at 9 a.m. You've got to get there early. You've got to get prepared, right? So early is on time and on time is late. And late is like, uh, you know, according to my mother, punishable by death, right? You might as well not even go. Um, and many of my coaches as well taught me that, you know, like, okay, if, if practice is at, at three o'clock, you better get here at the, the early or the latest at 245 because you've got to, you know, you've got prep, you've got to stretch, you've got to, you know, get ready, right? Now, I don't inherently have a problem with being somewhere early, right? However, sometimes it can be a problem when this particular belief, this style of thinking um, causes you to overfunction or freak out, Okay. So I really want to talk about this today. Remember, this is change your thinking, change your life. So let, let's think about what is your relationship to just this one idea around being late. Okay. What is late to you? What does that mean? Um, I can't remember who said this. I think it was a mentor of mine, um, but it's a been on a post, post-it note in my car forever. It's actually so faded now. You probably wouldn't even know it, but um, it just says, hurry is fear. Hurry is fear. Because when you're hurrying to get somewhere, when you feel like you're going to be late somewhere, there's a fear attached to that. And understanding what that fear is can help you understand, uh, you know, how, what to do with it, right? So one of the things <laughs> that I've, I've challenged myself in, uh, and, and whenever I think about it or I notice that I might be hurrying somewhere, I challenge myself again is to slow down and actually be a little late. So like what would happen if I'm five minutes late to that Zoom meeting with 50 other people? What would happen if I go to this assessment and I'm three minutes late as opposed to 30 minutes early, which I normally am. I'm only 27 minutes early. Okay. What would happen, you know, if I uh, went to a, a client meeting and I was two minutes late, right? So, so I would challenge myself and guess what? I was late and I didn't die. Okay. So the, a desire to be on time and be prepared. Listen, that that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, right? It's Okay. But when it starts to go into, um, again, that over-functioning control area, it might not be helpful. So where does that desire come from? Uh, again, the, the early childhood caregivers that I had uh, taught me a lot about time in general. Okay, so it's not about being late. It's about time and people. So for example, you know, time is important. Don't waste it, Right. So there's this essence that time is so important that you could actually throw it in the garbage. Now, is that true? You know, 
think about that. Um, the, the podcast episode from yesterday, we, I gave you a rundown of, you know, basically 10 days of a vacation. Was I wasting time? Absolutely not. That time was very valuable, important to me. I wasn't wasting it at all. Right. But in this time is important. Don't waste it. There's also this notion of you need to be doing something every single moment. And if you're not, you have less worth. Okay. Also time is money. You know, for my parents, um, they worked sometimes five jobs between the two of them just to put food on the table. I I saw a meme the other day that I thought was really important. Uh, it said if hard work made you a millionaire, all of the servers in restaurants would be millionaires. And, you know, I just started adding all of these other service providers, your, your mechanics, your, your grocery store folks, your, um, oh my goodness, the hotel workers, right? If hard work made you a millionaire, they would be right. My parents, they were hard workers. They might not have been smart workers though. Right. And that, that's something completely different and probably a different episode, but to them time is money. And so you can't waste it. And, you know, you've been given this opportunity to be on this sports team or, or do this wonderful thing. And if you're showing up late, you're, you know, communicating to them that you don't want to be here and you could lose your opportunity. Right. And then the biggest kicker, I think this was more for my mom than my dad, but don't waste other people's time. Never make another person wait on you. And it was this notion of the other person is always more important than you are. I don't care who they are, right? You never make a doctor wait on you. You never make a teacher wait on you. Anybody in authority, you never make them wait on you. You never walk into a church service after the pastor has started speaking. That is disrespectful, right? Now, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is I've had all of these changes in my thinking over time, right? And we're going to talk about that. But what were those early messages to you about time and being on time? So for me, rushing this, this hurry, um, really was, um, it was more about survival and success and safety, than anything else. This underlying tone of like, there's something bad going to happen. I'm going to somehow, you know, I'm going to lose a scholarship if I'm five minutes late to class. I'm going to lose a client if I'm, you know, two minutes late to a meeting. They're going to kick me off this board if I'm five minutes late to this meeting, right? There's that like, uh, I'm going to miss out on something and or I'm going to really screw something up for someone else. You know, this idea of time like this is very prevalent in the United States. I know we have listeners actually, I think I did the, the calculations the other day, 90 plus countries. Now this podcast is in, that's awesome. I love it. So continue that, that if you, you know, of people who, uh, you know, are in a different country and, and you think that this would be a valuable thing for them, please refer us. It's, I think it's really cool. But in the United States culture, especially as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of folks in this space who are advocating hustle, 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 right? You, you've got to put in 16 to 18 hour days. You've got to work harder than everybody else who's in your space. I don't necessarily ascribe to that because that is a fear-based mentality. 
you know, if you love what you do and, and you have the energy and vitality to do 16 hours of it and you feel great doing that, awesome. But if you feel like you have to in order to, you know, uh, gain clients, gain credibility, make some money, that might not be serving you well, okay? That's definitely working hard. Is that working smart? Just, just think about that. Okay. Because the result of all that hustling is that you're always thinking about the future, but you're never in the present moment. You're always thinking about the future, but you're never in the present moment. Your brain, um, gets in this place of stress. And when your brain is stressed, you lose the ability to be creative and to solve problems. If you are an entrepreneur or a business owner or a leader, I'm going to just say this. Your only job is to solve problems, be creative and serve your people. If your brain is physiologically impossible to do that because of all the stress that you're giving it, because you're working so much, you can work as much as you want, but it's much like those servers, right? They're working really hard, but are they seeing their success? Okay. Too much goal and not enough flow isn't going to work for you. Um, you, you. You end up having anxiety and fear, right? No peace and joy. And so I'll hear from a lot of folks who are, you know, in this hustling place and they're like, Michelle, I started this to have freedom in my life. Absolutely. Do you have that? No, because you're in anxiety and fear, not peace and joy. So how can you design things so that you can have a little bit more peace and joy as you're working your way towards your dream? right? So this, this idea that my mom gave me that, you know, you go to all these places, you never make, make another person wait on you because they're not going to love you anymore. They're not going to want to do business with you. You're going to lose out, right? So the, her worst fear is that losing time means losing love. Is that true? You know, like, uh, if you think about it, you could say the statement, if time is lost, I am lost. And once I came upon that statement, I was like, oh man, first of all, like, whoa, how insidious is that? Right. And I, I know my mom was trying to help me be successful and have, have safety and security. She was coming at it from a place of love and I don't have to keep that. First of all, can time be lost? In my opinion, no. Every single moment is valuable and worthy for whatever it is. Can I be lost? No, I am the same uh, pure spirit essence that I will always be. Um, just because I, you know, am, am a couple minutes late does not mean that people are going to love me any less. Okay. And if they do, that's okay. That's their issue, not mine. So, you know, for, for me, there's several things that I've done on this journey of um, kind of working with my beliefs on this is... Uh, I tend to tell people, Hey, thank you for your patience. I really appreciate it. If I show up late, I want to acknowledge that, you know, there might be actually really good reasons why I'm late. I'm not going to give you an excuse. I'm probably not even going to say a reason. Um, but I might say, thank you so much for your patience waiting on me. I really appreciate it. Right. So I'm acknowledging that that person was waiting and honoring them. Um, I, I missed, 
there's a lot happening in the last several weeks uh, before my trip, trying to get ready for the trip. Uh, long story short, I um, am working with an organization and I got the dates mixed up. There was one day that uh, happened during my vacation and there's one day that's coming up in a couple weeks and I got the days kind of mixed up and I said, oh, I can't be at the, you know, one at the end of the month, but I can be at the beginning. And of course I missed that. Right. And so when I started with my emails yesterday, I was like, oh, okay, Hey, yeah. Thank you for your patience with me. I don't know where my brain was at. Totally screwed that one up. So what do you need from me now? Is there any way that I can still help you? Right. That's all, but I don't have to, you know, guilt and blame and shame myself for that. I, I understand how that happened. And so for me, I'm looking at my processes and going, okay, what could I do to be better next time so I can prevent that? Because we want to fail forward. You know, we don't want to continue repeating our mistakes. We want to fail, but in new ways, right? So I'm going to fix that. But also in the moment, just say, okay, I, I can't go back in time and fix that, but I can, you know, thank you for your patience, right? Uh, another thing that I always think about is, especially there are some days when I ha have a lot of Zooms back to back, um, you know, some days just because of the nature of my schedule, I might have 10, 12, 15 Zooms. And I try to give myself a, um, you know, 15 minutes here and there, almost every hour, 15 minutes that I can take a break. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, and, and so in those moments where, you know, I, I might be one minute late to somebody's Zoom, I say, listen, it's okay to take care of your body right now. Take as long as you need and not one minute more. So take care of yourself. Don't dawdle, get back to it, but don't rush. And that helps me just saying that, that statement. Uh, now I love having confidence that comes from preparation. Um, I, I'm going to present next week at a, a national conference. I'll be presenting my, my PhD dissertation research. I'm very excited about it. Uh, you know, somebody asked me, are you nervous? I'm like, no, this is, you know, tons of preparation, years and years and years of speaking. Uh, I've spoken at national conferences before a much smaller audience than what I'm, I'm normally used to, but that's okay. Um, and then, uh, I've done this presentation several times. Listen, I've spent years getting ready for this. Right. And, um, there's going to be a flow to it. So, you know, I don't know everything that's going to happen, but I'm going to be prepared and let it flow. So sometimes you're very prepared for something. Um, and you know, maybe traffic got in the way, maybe you couldn't find a parking spot and you're like, okay, I'll get there when I get there. Right. And this is a powerful question. All right. I'm going to ask you this question. Let it kind of sit and reverberate in your soul for a little bit. Who will I be without their approval? So let's say, let's say that my mom was actually right. Let's say that somebody thinks of me less because I'm five minutes late to a meeting. Who will I be without their approval in that moment? Who will you be without someone's approval? That, that probably right there could be its own episode, by the way, but you might want to write that question down. And any time that you find yourself hurrying or in this place of fear or like, what are they going to think? Ask yourself, well, who would I be if they didn't approve of what I'm doing? And see what comes up. Okay. Now also 
um, you know, I, I also ascribe to, okay, let's say you are five minutes late to that meeting. Okay. How can you bring it while you're there? Right. So you, for whatever reason, you're, you're there late. Uh, I remember, uh, not too long ago, um, I actually was about 15 minutes late to a meeting and I had let the person know ahead of time, Hey, you know, we, we've had a kid thing going on. I'm, I'm on my way right now. Um, I arrived to the meeting, uh, things were already underway. So I made sure that the drive there, I was calming my mind. I was thinking about the people in the room. Uh, you know, I wasn't you know, like working myself up and thinking about traffic and, and parking spaces and all that. I was like, listen, now is the time to get my brain ready so that when I walk in there, I don't have to do that prep. Um, I can actually bring it as soon as I step into the room. Okay. But in the past, because of the things that, that my mother implanted in me, uh, you know, I would have been worried about all of those other things and shown up in a place of stress and anxiety, taken a while. So even though my body was there 15 minutes late, my brain was there a half an hour late, right? So sometimes you can't help it that your body is not there on time, but you can help it that your brain is there, at least when your body shows up. Okay. And then, you know, sometimes, uh, actually a lot of times, uh, just so that I have more flow, um, I like to schedule things ahead of time. So, uh, especially paperwork, uh, if I'm going to be a speaker at an event and the organization says, okay, we need that paperwork in two weeks. Um, I'll actually say, okay, great. I'll give it to you in two weeks. And on my schedule, I actually put it for one week away. Uh, because I like to be able to give them the paperwork ahead of time. Now, I also know because I, I put it on my schedule as one week, typically between three and five days, I'll have that paperwork done. So if you're an organization working with me and on day five, I send you paperwork and you really didn't need it till day 14, that communicates this message. Hey, you're important to me. Here you go. I wanted to make sure you get this, right? And what's really cool is that if I put it as a due date on day seven, if life happens and I get to it on day 10, I still look good. I'm still four days early, right? So it's kind of, kind of a way to uh, trick yourself. Um, I, I do a lot of grant work in, in education. I can tell you all the people who are submitting their grants at midnight on the day it's due. You have procrastinated you didn't read the directions, you know, uh, lots of people lose out on money because they don't schedule things ahead of time and, you know, go through that process. Okay. So there's a lot of different ways that, that you, we have been programmed around time, you know, and it could be related to money, safety, security, uh, credibility, relationships. So consider, you know, I know this is a little bit longer today, but I really wanted to flesh this out. Uh, what are your beliefs, your, your thinking around time? Where did they come from? And would you like to edit or change any of those? And if so, what's one way out of some of the suggestions that I've shared here that you might be able to experiment with? Okay. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.